My name is Ian Joseph. This is my wonderful esteemed colleague, Sami Fike, and it is our privilege to introduce our keynote speaker for the class of 2023. Um, if you'll bear with me, this speaker has many accomplishments, such as being the founding medical director of the Transcultural Wellness Center, a two-time winner of the UC Davis Chancellor's Achievement Award for Diversity and Community. Our class knows him best as the person who coined the term, be the mic. And I feel like an anecdote I've shared personally with this person will really show who he truly is. And it, it's back to my first year. I was on the phone on the fourth floor. I was crying. We had several reasons to cry during first year. Um, <laughs> and I was on the phone with that man right there, Calvin Joseph. What's up, Dad? Um, and I can't remember why, but I do remember this person walking by, seeing me crying, didn't stop his stride, just noticed me. And at the end of the day, I received an email from him. I'd never met him, I never shook his hand. I didn't even know he, how he found my email. But he asked how I was doing, if I needed anything, and exactly when he was available for a call. Right now, tomorrow afternoon, in a couple days. He recognized me as a student who was struggling and tried to find me support and made it a priority, even amid all the things he has going on. That is who Dr. Hendry Tan is. He's here for us. So please join us in welcoming our phenomenal speaker and friend, Dr. Henry Tom. Thank you, Samia and Ian, for that. Uh, wonderful and heartfelt introduction. And thank you graduates for choosing me to have the honor of being your keynote speaker. I want to start by congratulating you and your family on this important day. And I also want to thank our staff, our residents, our faculty, and our deans have worked hard to prepare you for this day. Now those who know me know that I love stories, as most physicians do. Stories instill meaning in our lives, meaning of what was, what is, and what will be. So I'll start by sharing a medical school story, which seems to me just a blink of an eye in the past. Well, in a blink of an eye, you'll be where I am today, with opportunities to share your stories of medical school. What stories will you tell? It's precious how time can peel away the extraneous and leaves behind the story that shapes your life or frames your hope. When I was a third year medical student, I cared for a 16 year old girl who arrived comatose in the Peds ICU after an overdose. Her parents had not seen her in months, were distraught, not only by her current condition, but also by years of conflict with her. They had almost given hope and yet fate gave them another chance there in the ICU. Each day before ending my work, I circled back to them. The silence interrupted only by the beeping of the monitors. But these soon gave way to heartfelt family stories. Stories that gradually evolved from that of anger to guilt, from guilt to tenderness and love. 
And as she regained consciousness, my patient talked about her anger and her depression that prompted her suicide attempt and of the shame that she felt that she had brought onto her family. I worked with the family and my attending to help bring some healing through those shared stories of the good times and the longing that they felt for those times. And with that healing, the three were determined to take the next step in treatment together. My attending took me aside and provided positive feedback for my effort. And when she said, I'm giving you an honors grade, Hendry, I was walking on air. Honors grade is like A+. <laughs> Several weeks later, I received my grade and the comments. Hendry gave a solid performance in his pediatrics rotation and was well-liked by the team. Grade? Pass. That's kind of like an F for medical students, <laughs> right? Yeah. I was crushed. I was crushed. But I came to realize something, something that remains true to this day. You see, it's often in these quiet, intimate spaces where the healing takes place, with few, if any, witnesses. And like a tree that falls in the woods, with no one around to hear, its sound and its impact is nevertheless thunderous. So as you continue in your training, please don't hesitate to work in these hidden spaces. You may not always get the credit for the effort in these spaces, but your impact will nevertheless be profound. On my first day of internship, the program director, director welcomed us. And he said, you now know less than you did as a medical student. <laughs> Yet more will be asked of you because of the MD next to your name. I felt a cold sweat run down my back. Are you feeling it? <laughs> you feeling it? And I looked around, and the wide-eyed looks of my fellow interns' faces confirmed it. He was right. It had been half a year since my last acting internship in medical school, when I was at the peak of my medical knowledge. But he softened as he kindly reassured us, but you will grow into it, because you are now learning not for an exam, not for an evaluation, but solely for your patient. Like me, you might feel like an imposter on your first day of internship, that you might not be up to that challenge, but I know you will learn. I know you will grow, and you will meet the challenge of being a doctor because you're smart, because you're strong, and because you are well prepared, and don't let anybody make you believe otherwise. But, most importantly, your growth will be inspired by the trust that your patients place in you as their doctor. I'm just a medical student. I'll, I'll go get the doctor. Yeah? That's not going to apply anymore. The challenges of our work should always keep us humble. But, but allow this trust 
to wash away any doubt about your place as a doctor at your patient's bedside. You belong there, and you will rise to the occasion. I remember getting a call from the nursing station in the middle of the night as an intern. Dr. Tan, your patient's IV infiltrated, and our best nurse can't get in the IV. And I responded, so what typically happens in this scenario? <laughs> the nurse says, you put in the IV. Now, I had put in a total of three or four IVs by this time. <laughs> so I called my resident and explained the situation, hoping that she too would see how absurd this situation request was. And she asked me, where are you, Henry? I said, I I'm still in the call room. And she said, Henry, does this patient need an IV? Uh, yes, Henry. She's your patient. You need to try. You need to try to get it in. You're her doctor. She was right. She was right. And as I walked down that long hallway, reviewing my technique and developing contingencies in case I would fail, the buck stopped at me, and I would do my best. I successfully placed that IV. It just lasted four hours, but four hours was all it took for the day shift nurse to come. And that day shift nurse was really the best person. So she placed in the fresh IV. The responsibility for another person's life and well-being, as weighty as it is, this will be the source of your strength, your conviction, during these challenging times. It will be your compass as you navigate the barriers through your patient's health. And it will be the catalyst for your ongoing transformation as a healer. And as doctors, your voices will carry more weight than ever in public spaces, in community places. We now know that the biggest impacts on our patients' health happen outside the walls of our clinics and hospital. It is the air that we breathe, the food that we eat, the poverty that we experience, the violence, racism, and dis discrimination that is embedded in our country's history and structure that leaves their mark on all of us, including our patients as they make their way to our doors. And because of these injustices, some don't make it to our doors. If you had the opportunity to change that, would you? I know you would. My friends, the evidence is here. The opportunity is now. Speak out for health equity. Call out injustice in all its forms and call in those around you. We remember that in the wake of injustice, the silence of bystanders injures just as much. Your voices will carry 
but don't drown out the voices of the communities that need to be heard. Amplify them. Don't take the mic. Be the mic. As you pursue justice, as you pursue equity, as you seek out healing, you will inevitably meet people that disagree with you. People that you strongly disagree with. But please, don't let that turn to hate. Don't use your power and your station to shame, to belittle, or to deceive. You're physicians now, and at the core of who we are is our commitment to be trustworthy, to honor the humanity in all others. You've been through a lot during your time in medical school. In addition to drinking from the fire hydrant of knowledge, you worked and learned through the conditions of the COVID pandemic that took nearly 7 million lives. Many of us here feared for the health and safety of our loved ones. Many of us saw those fears come true. But in that fear, in that confrontation, we realized how precious life and love really are. Every day, savor the moments you have with those around you. Live your life as if it were your last day. But live it knowing that your loved ones will continue to live it tomorrow. Help create a better world for the future generations. And as you endeavor to make the world better, remember to take time for yourselves and your loved ones. Seek joy. Find and sustain love. Paddle that river. Dance and sing, however that may look like in your community. Because in the larger scheme of things, the time that you take for yourselves is not time taken away from your patients. Feed yourself love. Feed yourself compassion. And you will freely radiate love and compassion to those around you. Congratulations, my friends, on this important day. We are so proud, so honored that you're joining us in this community of healers. Thank you.